0: Welcome to Mana for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Good morning. Welcome to Mana for Breakfast. This is a travel day for Renee and I. We'll be going up to a conference in Denver, so we've got to get up get packed in and get out of here pretty soon. So thought we would just jump onto it now. And uh, obviously you can find this throughout the day. We'll be on all of the major platforms and um, as well as the um, the podcast, the audio podcast. So let's get right at it because we got a lot to cover. There is a, um, a lot of verses today, actually. So this is a quote of the day from Henry Ford. Show me who makes a profit from war and I'll show you how to stop the war. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. The UFO lights over Phoenix. This, on this day in 1997, thousands of people witnessed lights in Arizona and Nevada in a space of about 300 miles. Many believe they were the UFOs. Well, they disproved this whole flare theory by the U.S. government. That was their cover story. And um, this was something that was overwhelmingly uh, uh, testified by everyone. The government tried to cover it, but it was real. And so it, it lends a lot of um, support to the fact there's something on something going on physically out there with some kind of um, crafts in the air. Now, we just have to figure out how that relates biblically. Some very good theories on that. Happy to share with you all any of that theory, since I tracked that and study into that at another time. Uh, U.S. Army killed 6,000 sheep with nerve gas, 1968, oops, accidentally um, had a problem with some nerve gas in a canister while the jet was flying over, Uh, I think it's in Nevada, and it um, leaked out and killed over 6,000 sheep, and many people got some nervous, nerve damage, And it took 29 years for the military to finally admit, oh, yeah, it was us, sorry, we messed up. And the Confederacy authorizes the use of slaves in combat. On this day in 1865, the Confederate Congress authorized the combat roles for the slaves in the uh, army. They had only been used for cooks and and servants and laborers and that kind of stuff in the army. But they were so short on on, uh, soldiers that that they needed, more, uh, they needed more soldiers. So Robert E. Lee requested the slaves and with the condition they would be freed once they were done. But the rest of the Congress said, no, what are we fighting for? We're fighting to protect our property, which was their slaves. We're fighting to keep slaves. Why could we let them go? So fortunately, they, the war ended about uh, just a few weeks later and there was no records of any blacks being accepted into the Confederate Army. And so there you go. Okay, that's uh, that's about it on that. Let's get a couple of dad jokes and then we are ready to start. Because, like I said, we got a lot, um, a lot to cover today, a lot of verses. So, it's easy to convince ladies not to eat Tide pods, but it's harder to deter gents. <laughs> I asked my date to meet me at the gym, but she never showed up. I guess the two of us just aren't going to work out. <laughs> uh, so we will get started. We are in Numbers 7 and Numbers 8 today, if you will find your place. Father, thank you for blessing this day and blessing us. We ask you continue to show us these truths in your word as we look into them. In Jesus' name, amen. Numbers 7. Now, on the day that Moses had finished setting up the tabernacle, he anointed it and consecrated it with all its furnishings and the altar and all its utensils. He anointed them and consecrated them also. Then the leaders of Israel, the heads of their fathers' households, made an offering. There were the leaders of the tribes. They were the ones who were over the numbered men when they brought their offerings before the Lord. Six covered carts and twelve oxen, a cart for every two of the leaders, and an ox for each one and they presented them before the tabernacle. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Accept these things from them, that they may be used in the service of the tent of meeting, and you shall give them to the Levites, to each man according to his service. So Moses took the carts and the oxen and gave them to the Levites, two carts and four oxen he gave to the sons of Gershom according to their service four carts and eight oxen he gave to the sons of merari according to their service under the direction of Ithamar the son of aaron the priest and he did not give any to the sons of quath because theirs was the service of the holy objects which they carried on their shoulder the leaders offered the dedication offering for the altar when it was anointed so the leaders offered their offering before the altar then the lord said to moses let them present offering one liter each day for the dedication of the altar. Now, the one who presented his offering on the first day was Nashon, the son of Abinadab, the tribe of Judah. And his offering was one silver dish whose weight was 130 shekels, one silver bowl, 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil, for a grain offering one gold pan and ten shekels full of incense one bull one ram one male lamb one year old for a burnt offering one male goat for a sin offering and for the service of peace offerings two oxen five rams five male goats five male lambs one year old this was the offering of nation the son of Aminadab. on the second day Nathanel. The son of Zahur, leader of Issachar, presented his an offering. He presented as an offering one silver dish whose weight was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering. Then one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, one bull, one ram, one male lamb, one year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the service of the peace offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs, one year old. This was the offering of Nathanel, the son of Zaur. On the third day, it was Eliab, the son of Helon, leader of the sons of Zebulun. His offering was one silver dish, whose weight was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour with oil for a grain offering one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb, one year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, for the sacrifice of peace offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs, one year old. This was their offering, Eliab, the son of Helon On the fourth day, it was Elizur the son of Shadur, leader of the sons of Reuben. His offering was one silver dish, whose weight was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, one bull, one ram, one male lamb, one year old for a burn offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five male rams, five male goats, five mil lambs, one-year-old. This was the offering of Elisur, the son of Shedur. On the fifth day, it was Shalomiel, son of Zarishadai, leader of the children of Simeon. His offering was one silver dish, whose weight was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine mixed flour with oil for a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels, full of incense, one bull, one ram, one male lamb, one year old, for a burnt offering. One male goat for a sin offering. And for the service of the peace offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs, one year old. This was the offering of Shammul-Miel and the sons of Zerishadai. On the sixth day, it was Elisaph, the son of Deuel, leader of the sons of Gad. His offering was one silver dish, whose weight was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels. According to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, one bull, one ram, one male lamb, one year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering. And for the sacrifice of peace offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs, one year old, This was the offering of Elisaph, the son of Dawel, On the seventh day, this was Elishaman, the sons of Amenhud, leader of the sons of Ephraim. His offering was one silver dish, whose weight was 130 shekels, one silver bowl uh, of 70 shekels, according to the shekel sanctuary. Both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering. One gold pan, 10 shekels, full of incense, one bull, one ram, one male lamb, one year old for a burnt offering. One male goat for a sin offering and for the sacrifice of the peace offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs, one year old. This was the offering of Elishama, the son of Aminahud. On the eighth day was Gamaliel, the son of Padasur, leader of the sons of Manasseh. His offering was one silver dish, whose weight was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. Both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering. One gold pan of ten shekels full of incense. One bull, one ram, one male lamb, one year old for a burnt offering. One male goat for a sin offering. And for the sacrifice of peace offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs, one year old. This was the offering of Gamaliel, the son of Padasur. On the ninth day, it was Abidan, the son of Gideonai leader of the sons of Benjamin his offering was one silver dish whose weight was 130 shekels one silver bowl of 70 shekels according to the shekel of sanctuary both of them full of fine mixed flour with oil for a grain offering one gold pan ten of 10 shekels full of incense one bull one ram one male lamb one year old for a burnt offering one male goat for a and for the sacrifice of the peace offering, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, five male lambs, one year old. This was the offering of Abaddon, the son of Gideonai. On the 10th day, this was Azizir, son of Amminishadai, leader of the sons of Dan. His offering was one silver dish whose weight was 130 shekels. One silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of sanctuary. Both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil, with a grain offering. One gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense. One bull, one ram, one male lamb, one year old. For burnt offering. One male goat for a sin offering. And for a sacrifice of peace offering. Two oxen, five rams, five male goats. Five male lambs, one year old. This was the offering of Ahizer the son of Amishadai. On the 11th day, it was Pagiel, the son of Ukran, leader of the sons of Asher. His offering was one silver dish whose weight was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense, one bowl, one ram, one male lamb, one year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offering, two oxen, and five rams, five male goats, five male lambs, one year old. This was the offering of pagiel the son of okran on the twelfth day it was ahira the son of inan the leader of the sons of Naphtali. his offering was one silver dish whose weight was 130 shekels one silver bowl of 70 shekels according to the shekel of the sanctuary both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering one gold pan of 10 shekels full of incense one bull one ram one male lamb one year old for a burnt offering one male goat for a sin offering and for the sacrifice of the peace offering two oxen five rams five male goats five male lambs one-year-old this was the offering of Hira the son of Enon this was the dedication offering for the altar of the leaders of Israel when it was anointed 12 silver dishes 12 silver bowls 12 gold pans each silver dish weighed 130 shekels, and each bowl 70 all of the silver utensils was 2,400 shekels according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and 12 gold pans full of incense, weighing 10 shekels apiece according to the shekel of the sanctuary. All of the gold of the pans 120 shekels, all of the oxen of the burnt offering 12 bulls, all of the rams. 12, the male lambs, one-year-old, and their grain offerings, 12, and their male goats for sin offering, 12, all the auction of the sacrifice of the peace offerings, 24 bulls, all the rams, 60, the male goats, 60, the male lambs, one-year-old, 60. This was the dedication offering of the altar after it was atoned. And when Moses went into the tent of meeting to speak to him, he heard the voice speaking to him from above the mercy seat that was on the ark of the testimony from between the two cherubim, so he spoke to him. Well, we'll just stop there for a second and wonder and marvel at the detail here because you could have just summed it up at the end there and just given us all that information without every single one of those tribes being listed and the repetition over and over. And you think about, they have to, they have to beat all that papyrus and stuff down, down into paper and sew it together. It was rather expensive and, and, and time-consuming and a lot of work to write all that down so what does that tell us god glories in the details i guess god wanted us to know that he was looking i assume each tribe was precious each tribe was different each tribe was being anointed so they get their own little their own little spot where they we see what each tribe brought even though they all brought the same thing i i find it um amazing that when you're handwriting this kind of stuff, that he felt, Moses felt directed to write all that out, that much detail, I could just be, this is atonement. This is atonement for each tribe. So at least that shows me that God does see in the whole scheme of things the individual. He does accept the, the, the atonement for, down to the tribe, obviously down to the individual. But it's, it's uh, quite fascinating. But what's fascinating is after all this happens, they do it according to what God had shown them. Now God shows up over the mercy seat. Over the mercy seat. That's that's the amazing thing. It doesn't say he showed up over the law. He showed up over the tablets of stone given to direct man. It was over the mercy seat, which was always intended to be over the law. And that's where his drawing would be. And God is, God is um, accepting the atoning blood of the sacrifice for these people chapter 8 now then the lord spoke to moses saying speak to aaron and say to him when you mount the lamps the seven lamps will give light in the front of the lampstand aaron therefore did so and he mounted the lamps at the front of the lampstand just as the lord had commanded moses now this was the workmanship of the lampstand hammered work of gold from its base to its flowers, it was hammered work according to the pattern for which the Lord had shown Moses. So he made the lampstand. Verse 5. Again the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Levites from among the sons of Israel and cleanse them. Thus you shall do to them for their cleansing. Sprinkle purifying water on them, and let them use a razor over their whole body, and wash their clothes, and they will be cleaned. And let them take a bowl." with a grain offering, fine flour mixed with oil for a second bowl and you shall take for a sin offering. You shall, uh, shall present the Levites before the tent of meeting. You shall also assemble the whole congregation of the sons of Israel and present the Levites before the Lord and the sons of Israel shall lay their hands on the Levites. Aaron then shall present the Levites before the Lord as a wave offering from the sons of Israel that they may qualify to perform the service of the Lord. Now the Levites shall lay their hands on the heads of the bulls, then offer the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering to the Lord to make atonement for the Levites. You shall have the Levites stand before Aaron, before his sons, so as to present them as a wave offering before the Lord. Thus you shall separate the Levites from among the sons of Israel, and the Levites shall be mine. Then after that the Levites may go in to serve in the tent of meeting, but you shall cleanse them and present them as a way of offering for they are wholly given to me from among the sons of israel i have taken them for myself instead of every first issue of the womb the firstborn of all the sons of israel for every firstborn among the sons of israel's is mine among the men of among the animals on the day that i struck down the firstborn of the land of egypt i sanctified them for myself but I have taken the Levites instead of every firstborn among the is, among the sons of Israel. I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and to his sons from among the sons of Israel to perform the service of the sons of Israel at the tent of meeting and to make atonement on behalf of the sons of Israel so that there will be no plague among the sons of Israel by their coming near to to the sanctuary. Thus did Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the sons of Israel to the Levites according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses concerning the Levites, so the sons of Israel did to them. The Levites too purified themselves from sin, from wash their clothes, and Aaron presented them as a wave offering before the Lord. Aaron also made atonement for them to cleanse them. Then after that, the Levites went in to perform the service in the tent of meeting before Aaron and before his sons, just as the Lord had commanded Moses concerning the Levites. So he did to them. Verse 23, now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, this is what applies to the Levites from 25 years old and upward they shall enter to perform the service of the work of the tent of meeting, but at the age of 50 years old, they shall retire from service in the work and not work anymore. They may, however, assist their brothers in the tent of meeting and keep an obligation, but they themselves shall do no work. Thus you shall deal with the Levites concerning to their obligation." (laughs) So I'd be out of a job if I was a Levite right now. But God did care did care, I think, about the people that he was uh, using in a mighty way in ministry. And uh, imagine what kind of work, uh, tiring work, that would be—sacrificing animals all day. It was not an easy thing they had to do. And all the wood and the water and everything. And they get to go into retirement and rest after they were fifty, and they re- they still got their their pension, right? They 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 had been given. Land, they've been given fields. They've been given a lot of different things by the Lord. Of course, later when they get into the Promised Land, the sanctuary cities, and different things. So it's not a bad, not a bad deal. Um, the whole thing of the Levites is quite amazing. They were the ones faithful to to Moses when he came down from Mount Sinai. They were from his tribe, but they remained faithful when everybody else was falling into idolatry and immorality. They said, "Not us. We are going to believe by faith." that Moses is still up on the mountain. God is still speaking to him. We're gonna wait on the Lord. We're not getting involved in all this stuff. So when Moses came down, obviously he knew they weren't a part of it. So then he uses them then to bring the judgment upon the rest. Then he's from then on, he says, I'm gonna use you. Now here's the interesting thing about all this. He uses the whole tribe to replace those that were the firstborn. The firstborn were the Lord's because of Passover, because God says the angel is gonna kill all the firstborn unless you got the blood over your door you've applied the blood of the lamb then the death angel won't get you won't take you and this is of course where we get the concept of our applying the blood of jesus over the doorposts of our heart, so that we are not taken and separated from god and suffer the death under separation of god which the bible calls the second death so instead of that it would be complicated to take every firstborn and what have you god says i'm just going to use the tribe of Levi because of their faithfulness to me And so they they themselves become a tribe of redemption for the nation of Israel. Mark 13 now. 13, we're jumping in the middle of the the chapter, uh, verse 21 through 37, the end of the chapter. And then if anyone says to you, behold, here is the Christ, or behold, he is there, do not believe him, for false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show signs and wonders in order to lead astray, if possible, the elect. But take heed, behold, I have told you everything in advance. But in those days, after the tribulation, the sun will be dark, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in glory with great power and glory. And then he will send forth The angels will gather together his elect from the four winds and from the farthest end of the earth to the farthest end of heaven. Now learn the parable of the fig tree. When its branches has already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. Even so, you too, when you see these things happening, recognize that he is near, right at the door. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away but my words will not pass away. But of the day or the hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven or the sun, uh, but the Father alone. Take heed, keep on alert. You do not know when the appointed time will come. It is like a man away on a journey who, upon leaving his house and putting his slaves in charge, assigning each one to a task, he also commanded the doorkeeper to stay on alert. Therefore, be on alert, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning, in case he should come suddenly and find you asleep. What I say to you, I say to all, be on alert. And that is a good admonition from the Lord. Um, And were, we're covering this right now in the book of Revelation, and you need to jump in with us on Sunday if you're not listening to it. Uh, everything has been prophesied. Jesus says, "I'm telling you everything." And what's so interesting? He says, "When you see these things, like fig tree, when it's starting to bring forth its fruit, it says this generation will not pass away until we see all these things happening." What does that mean? It's because the people take that in a couple different ways, but it seems a big way to indicate that that when you see the fig tree start beginning to blossom, as in, in Israel has been equated to the fig tree. When you see Israel established and starting to blossom and, and established, and, and like it is today, now 70 years later after its birth again, uh, it says this generation will not pass away till they see all these things, the sun and the moon dark, and all of these things happening. That tells prophecy watchers, that tells people like you and me and that study of the Bible, wow, we are very, very close, very, very close. And we need to do What? Be on alert. That means it's there's really no time to kind of go off and fall asleep and and and, and go off into little sin land and go. I'm going to take a spiritual vacation. I'll I'll get serious about my walk later. Right now, I have my pet little sin. I want to I want to kind of mm, spend some time with and develop. Don't do it because you do not know the <laughs> the day or the hour when he's going to show up. I do know the hour. I do know the hour. Jesus is going to come. It's going to be at 3 o'clock. How do I know that? Because it'll be 3 o'clock somewhere in the world. I just don't know where. <laughs> I heard Chuck Missler say that years ago. <laughs> now, we're in Charles Spurgeon. It says here, despise not thy youth. Then said I, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Jeremiah 1, 6-7 Jeremiah was young and felt a natural shrinking when sent upon a great errand by the Lord. But he who sent him would not have him to say, I am a child. What he was in himself must not be mentioned, but lost in the consideration that he was chosen to speak for God. He had not to think out And invent a message nor to choose an audience he was to speak what God commanded and speak where God sent him and this he would be enabled to do in strength not his own is it not so with some young preacher or teacher who may read these lines God knows how young you are and how slender are your knowledge and your experience but if he chooses to send you it is not for you to shrink from the heavenly call God will magnify himself in our feebleness. If you are as old as Methuselah, how much would your years help you? If you were as wise as Solomon, you might be equally as willful as he. Keep you to your message, and it will be your wisdom. Follow your marching orders, and they will be your discretion. Well, that is a wonderful thing and a phenomenal truth that we get from Charles Spurgeon today. In the the takeaway for all of us is God can use us no matter who we are, what age we are, if we're just listening to Him and, and speaking forth His Word, not ours, His. And take the Word of God, rightly divide it, know it, study your, to show yourself approve that you have a concept of its of its what it's saying, and then go where he shows you, and sometimes it's just gonna be down the street. My my uh, sister and my brother-in-law moved into an area and God called them to do a Bible study in their community right there, and right among the, their neighbors, and God is blessing it, and so oftentimes it's gonna be something like that, something that you did not expect, and it's just going to, he's gonna open the door, and many people are gonna come in and get blessed. So with that, let's pray and uh, thank the lord for what he's doing so father thank you for this morning and thank you for guiding and directing us through your word we bless you magnify you want to continue to lift up those that are that are dealing with a lot of issues in their own walks especially if anyone is is feeling the lord calling them or directing them or feeling feeble in their ability to share may you continue to strengthen that strengthen them and give them the knowledge give them the confidence in the spirit to go out and speak where you direct them to go. We pray for healing for those that need it. Pray for your traveling mercies for Renee and I as we travel today and that we arrive safely and everything works out great as we go up to Colorado for a conference and thank you for that. The opportunity we have for the blessings of the people that are getting behind us in the church, um, Micah's church, um, Calvary Chapel, um, Fredericksburg, for blessing us with uh, the conference. So we thank you for all that you're doing, God. Through them and through us and the wonderful service we had yesterday, just such a blessing in my heart to see so many people there in March. So thank you for on all of our new friends and a wonderful baptism. Uh, we thank you for the nine people that got baptized yesterday. May you just bless them richly and abundantly and help their walks just, just go crazy on fire for you. May they continue to be strengthened in their walk as they make this public stand for you amongst all the peoples. Oh, thank you. We bless you for this day, in Jesus' name, amen. So there we go. I'll be on the road with my uh, little laptop trying to do some on-the-spot uh, manner for breakfast. We'll see how it goes. If not, I'll send out the reading. So I'm just gonna play it by ear. We'll see how it goes. And who knows, maybe we'll just kinda get it uh, on the podcast if I don't have time to do the video. God bless you. We'll be on the road for about two weeks. I will be able to to do it once and we're established in New Mexico. This next four days is the, the one I'm not sure about, but we will be continuing. So God bless you all. We will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.